When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Full of frustration. Full of despair. From years of hurt disappointment and relegation two british football fans have had enough canary bird elliot holman and wanderer henry hewitt are in search of glory pride passion in search of silverware and they found major league soccer Hello and welcome to the MLS UK show. I'm Henry Hewitt and you join us for another of our August interviews with some of the biggest names in MLS. So far we've spoken to the likes of Andrew Wiebe and Danny Higginbottom and now it's time for an actual MLS player to join us on the show. Um, you may notice if you are watching on YouTube or you can probably hear it if you're listening on your podcast provider actually but I'm not in my usual location. I am actually in Spain um, we got offered this interview and even though I was being sat by the pool and on the beach with Poppy who does the kit reviews, uh, when we got offered this I couldn't turn it down. Drew Yearwood of the New York Red Bulls was, um, well I spoke to him the other day and he was great, he was brilliant and we really thank both him and New York Red Bulls for the time that they give us. Uh, so really appreciate that. But before we hear the interview I just want to say a massive thank you as well to our sponsor Soccer90.com. If you want the best in EPL shirts, uh, La Liga shirts, I'm here in Spain, I might get one, uh, Paris Saint-Germain, um, other European countries, there's some Mexican teams, international teams ahead of the World Cup, then go to Soccer90.com and remember whilst you're there, when you're in the checkout, if you type in MLS UK in the discount code, you get 20% off too. So thank you for them, for their continued support, and now it's time to hear my chat with New York Red Bulls MLS UK player, Drew Yearwood. The MLS UK Show. So joining me now on the MLS UK Show is a man who has made today Drew's day. It's Drew Yearwood from the New York Red Bulls. How are you, Drew? All good, thank you. How are you, Henry? I'm all good, thank you. Um, so this morning you've been training. How is How was that? Was uh, the, the head coach putting you through your paces? 
yeah, um, sort of just focusing on this weekend, uh, this weekend's game against Miami. Um, hot day, so yeah, it's, it's been hot for a little while now. So training's been a bit tougher than than usual um, on the body, especially. But um, yeah, it's been good. As you, have you adjusted yet to this, uh, you know, summer season? I know, obviously, when you're in the UK, we're more of a winter season kind of kind of league. So, have you adjusted to it yet? How do you find the difference? Yeah, this is the uh, first year that I felt good. Really, um, I've gone to places where it's been hotter than than others, but um, yeah, I've played in Austin, Texas, and and Miami, and they were probably the two hottest. Um, and it's a different sort of heat. <laughs> you play some places and it's cold and, and you you still feel like you're back at home, you know? So it's good. Yeah, because MLS is a really weird league, isn't it? Where you can go to those places and it'd be really hot. And then the next week you go to Colorado, for instance, and it's it's like it's snowing. So, uh, you know, we always say in England, don't we? We always complain about the weather and we can get all sort of seasons within one day. So I guess the States is like that, but it's different states you uh, you visit. Yeah, different states. Uh, depends on time of year as well. Um, I remember we we played at home first few games. It was freezing. Played Toronto the second game of the season. It was absolutely freezing. I never wear a never wear Under Armour ever. But um, yeah, I had two that day. It was it was that cold. Um, so how have you settled then? As you said, this is your first full season in MLS. Uh, you know, presuming that you you live in around New York, New Jersey as well. How, how have you settled into to this new life in America? Um, I think first year was tough. Um, so I moved here in August twenty twenty, uh, middle of COVID. So I couldn't have my family over. Um, I couldn't sort of fly back and forth because of flights and stuff. Uh, so it was, it was tough. Um, and then we had a long break because it kept getting delayed because of COVID as well. So, yeah, it was tough the first year. Um, I think this year now has been much easier for me, much better, um, a better transition. Uh, my mum my came over, my brother's come over a few times now. So, yeah, I've been, I've been lucky. Um, I'm still trying to get my dad over, but... It's, uh, it's it's tough with COVID and he needs to get a visa. So, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit harder. But, yeah, it's still so good to have my mum and my brother over. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've been I've been okay this season. Uh, sort of just not performing the way I would have liked um, at a higher standard. But I still think I've had a good season so far. Um, I've dealt with both my good days and bad days, which has been good. And... Uh, yeah, I just want to get a, a good last stretch and push my team into the playoffs and go as far as we can. Uh, well, we're going to talk a bit about uh, some of the experiences you've had so far this season. But before we move on, I want to ask you, have you been asking your your brother and your mum to bring anything over from the UK? Are there any foods or anything that you've been missing? <laughs> I might get in trouble if I say, but um, <laughs> just, let's just say my cupboard is, is stacked. Um, loads of custard creams, loads of bourbons, loads of stuff. <laughs> Nice. Um, well, you know, you can you can take the guy out of England. You can't take England out of the guy. You know, we've got to have the odds uh, custard cream or bob and every now and again. Um, yeah, I wouldn't tell the head coach though. I'd, you know, because <laughs> of course, you know, your head coach has lived in England. He has worked in England. Um, just a note on that. Have you had any 
Uh, have you noticed any similarities to the way he coaches compared to coaches you've had in the past? Yeah. Um, I'd probably say uh, also sort of at Brentford, I had uh, Thomas Frank and um, he's more of a like a European coach. I think, I think European coaches are sort of all pretty similar. Um, I wouldn't say so much in uh, Thomas had the, the high press, but I think the gaffer now is is his high press is massive. Um, I think that's something that he uh, he massively bases like his game on um, his managerial style. Whereas Thomas was more possession based. So yeah, I think that's the only difference. But yeah, in terms of like man management and stuff, is still still the same. Um, so look, watching you every week is um, you know you're you're kind of a poster boy for what me and my co-host Elliot say about uh, you know. Footballers in the UK who are maybe not getting in the, you know, not playing as many minutes as they'd like to in the Premier League of a championship. You know, we say go over to MLS. It's a great league, a great country, and you can really develop your career. You're, you're a poster boy for that. Is are, are you kind of saying to some guys back at home, you need to come out and experience this? Yeah. Um, I've, I've had the conversation with so many players, as you can imagine. Uh, I think it's, it's just been a weird time for football in general because uh, of COVID again. Um, so I think some people I spoke to, uh, like clubs don't have the money and, and things like that because they've had to take cuts. Um, so yeah, people have asked me what's it like. Um, sort of only thing I would say to people is how how well can you deal with without being with your family, you know. Um, I think that's a, that's a huge thing and it's something that I've had to deal with. Uh, something I've struggled with, and at the same time, I've I've sort of relished because I sort of had that I had that time to develop as a man, and uh, I think that's that's a good thing for me. But yeah, I think how how much you do about your family, and that's sort of the question I've asked so many people uh, when they, whenever they've asked me about the league, um, and then I think that's why they ain't come <laughs> because uh, family's so massive. Um, but yeah, no, it is a good league. Uh, I think it's it's still growing and it will be huge. Uh, say in ten years, this this league will be massive, especially with more teams coming as well. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's a very good point that you make there. And obviously, you're going off personal experience that a lot of people, a lot of fans, especially, we don't think about that with footballers. You know, we look at you guys and think of you as like robots, where you can just go to play at the thousands of miles away and just be like that play straight away and and be at your best so um it's very interesting you you know you make that point have you because there's a few brits in the new york red bull squad have you kind of been talking amongst each other helping you through yourself through that yeah of course um yeah tom edwards uh I had to deal with him for a year <laughs> um i had ashley fletcher as well for a little while um so yeah two two good friends of mine now uh didn't know him before and and then they came. We just we just became brothers. Uh, it was so much that we could relate on, and yeah, we all we all sort of felt the same way, and and it was good for us. It was good to have that moment. Uh, I got Lewis Morgan now with me. Um, he's Scottish, but it's still like <laughs> basically the same thing. <laughs> so yeah, um, me and him get on well, and and we yeah we relate on a lot of things. So yeah, it's good. 
Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, the, the Scots, they, te- they are part of the UK. They are one of us, but uh, they, they're pretty wild, aren't they, the, uh, the Scots? They're, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and a lot of, you know, another thing you can say to people back home and people who are, you know, your, your friends who are playing in the, the, say, the English leagues or the championship or whatever, you don't get to play Barcelona. What was that like a few weeks ago now? Yeah. Um, it's an experience for sure. Uh, it's something I'll never forget. Um, never really lined up against sort of Lewandowski and and De Jong and, and players like that. So yeah, standing in the tunnel was a bit weird. Um, just seeing sort of only players you really you really see on the TV. You, you don't really uh really have the chance to to play against them. And uh, yeah, I guess Lewandowski, his career never took him to England. So. Yeah, I, I never thought I'd see him on the pitch, and then there you go. So yeah, it was good, um, really good experience. It was nice to, you know, just feel like I I held my own um, against the best, and yeah, crazy moment that I'll never forget. Um, and I guess this this career that I chose when I was so young, I I didn't really see the power of the opportunities that you would get, and yeah, that was one of them. So it was a it was a real sweet moment to. To just look back on my career and, and look back and, and see that I played. Yeah, I bet it was surreal. I bet it was like playing a real life version of FIFA, you know, against these guys. Yeah. Um the only I think the only time I've ever seen them play is sort of in the World Cup and things like that. So yeah, it's it's good not just watching them in the Champions League. It's, it's good <laughs> to play against them and kick a few of them. <laughs> uh, did you manage to get anyone's shirt after the game? Well, they didn't have their names on the back, so oh. I, I didn't really see the point. Um, if if they had their names on the back, then I, I would have would have been hunting down Busquets, I think. Um, who were the players growing up? Um, you know, who who was your idols? Who did you look at? Because I know you started at Arsenal. Were you an Arsenal fan growing up? Yeah, um, always been an Arsenal fan. Um, Thierry Henry was, yeah, I think he was the reason. Um, I've I've said it so many times. I think everyone in the building knows. Uh, I I met him after the Barcelona game, and uh, yeah, I nearly had a heart attack. I, I can't believe it. Um, yeah, he's he's sort of the reason. He's my brother's idol as well. So um, me and my brother used to share a room, and we had uh we had posters on the wall of Thierry Henry, and uh, I remember my brother. He he cut it out of the book. He cut a picture of Thierry Henry out of a, out of the book, and he's celebrating. And it was on our wall for God knows how many years. But um, yeah, he's that's that was my idol. Um, I didn't base my game on him, but it's it's just he was he was the man. Yeah, because you you started off originally as a striker, didn't you? And then moved got moved back to midfield. Was it a South End where they said we wanted to see how you do in midfield, and then it's it's just clicked. Yeah, um, I was sixteen. Yeah, one game we played a we played a friendly at Leicester away, and uh, I've been playing centre mid sort of in training, but not um, like in games or anything. And uh, we we had no players, and he, he wanted to rest sort of all the starters, so he just put me in midfield, and I scored and played really well in midfield. And then that season, I just kicked on and played centre mid the whole year, played every game uh, in the youth team, then uh, went. Went with the first team at the end of the season, did really well again, and then yeah, our career started. Um, so you obviously moved from Southend uh, and came over to New York Red Bulls with uh, you know obviously Brentford as well. 
Um, Chris Armus spoke to you on Zoom, very similar to what I'm doing right now. Uh, how did he sell New York Red Bulls to you, uh, you know, which made you make the move? It was the best probably conversation I've ever had with a manager. Um, I, I got so much respect for Chris, even with the short time that I, I spent with him. Um, crazy, crazy guy. Uh like so much energy like it was an amazing uh conversation um he was sat just like this just exactly like you are but he had a board behind him and he was literally taking me through tactics on this board literally behind him whilst I'm like here on, on zoom and yeah he, he sold it to me sold the club he he told me uh he told me pretty much everything I needed to know um he sort of knew how to to settle me in quickly and uh yeah, I, I knew exactly what I was stepping into uh, from the day I landed. Um, I, I knew the philosophy before I came. He literally told me everything on Zoom. Uh, it was about an hour conversation. It was good. So did you have any uh, thoughts on MLS before you joined? Did you seen much of the, the play? Uh, or did you have any preconceptions that have actually been changed now because you've been playing in it? Yeah, um, I'd been... You know, in, in the UK, when you're just up late and, and uh, you see on Sky Sports, you see someone's playing. Um, so I would just I would just put it on. Um, not ever thinking I would, I would end up in it. But, you know, you just you just flick it on and you just watch for a little bit. And uh, for some reason, it was always LA Galaxy, I think, because of, of Latin. So I, I watched all of uh, LA Galaxy's games uh, before coming. Um I watched a, a Red Bull game as well, just one. Um, so I saw, I knew, um, I, I followed sort of Thierry when he came across as well, of course. Um, so yeah, you, you watch a little bit, but I didn't know sort of everything, but I knew a little bit. I had, I had a little insight, which was good. Yeah, like uh, I'm like you, I, I stay up late and watch it. The only difference is I'm now sat uh, on Zoom to you. I'm not, I don't think I'm... Hey, if you know the Red Bulls want to pick me up in a few years, they're more than welcome. But I've uh, I don't think that'll be happening. Um, I, so the the Red Bulls team at the moment, we spoke about the likes of Lewis Morgan uh, before. You've kind of you've had a good season, but a few mixed results here and there. How do you how are you, how is the team looking going into this final stretch now? Is uh, is it all gun ho for the playoffs? Have you got any extra um, sort of uh, motivations in the in the dressing room? Yeah, um, I think the main thing for us, uh, obviously, top four is a is a home tie in the playoffs. So that that's something we want. Um, in the last last two seasons, I've been here in the playoffs, both been away, and uh, we've gone out first round both times. So we feel like a little bit if we play at home, got more chance of, of going through. Um, I think for us now, sort of higher we finish. More home ties we'll get, which is which is good. So, yeah, that's sort of the aim for us. That's our little incentive for us. Keep getting these home games. Uh, and what's it like playing at the Red Bull Arena? It's a magnificent stadium. I mean, you've played in quite a few in MLS in your time. Thinking back to Mercedes-Benz Stadium the other week, for example. Um, what's it like playing at the Red Bull Arena? And uh, how how does it differ from a sort of English crowds? Um, yeah, Red Bull Arena is gorgeous. Um, Pitch is amazing as well. Uh, probably best in the league. Um, the pitch wise, 
there's literally no bubbles in it whatsoever. Um, so yeah, no, it's a good pitch. Um, fans are good. Uh, English fans, obviously, I, I don't think anyone anyone can beat an English crowd. Um, they're just invested in the game. Uh, whereas I guess American sports is a little different. Uh, it's a bit of an event for them, and it's more of a entertainment country. Country, I guess. Uh, but it's still good fans. Um, our fans are good. We get a good crowd every game, which is good. And uh, yeah, we've got a nice little following. Yeah, it is. When you see it on the TV, especially behind that goal to the right of the camera, you know they they do look like they, there's a lot of energy there and a lot of they really get behind you. Um, Drew, just before you go, I want to ask about your personal goals uh, for this season and the next few seasons. Have you got anything in mind? Have you got any, like any goals that you're trying to attack at the moment? Um, I don't. I've, I've had this argument. <laughs> I, I, I'm calling it an argument because uh, I don't. I don't like setting long-term goals uh, in life. Um, I like to live one day at a time because you never know when it's uh, when it's time. You know. So yeah, I've, I've got my little short-term goals. Um, I've achieved a few. Uh, one was, of course, to chip in with a few goals. Um, I've got two at the minute. I, I want a few more. Um, so I think I'm on my way. Uh, a few goals, few assists, and just to play as many games as possible. Um, I want to hopefully try and reach 200 games, sort of by by next year this time. So yeah, good stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking back to your goals, especially with your first one, DC. Hey, Thierry would have been proud of that finish. So uh, hopefully we can get a few more like that, especially before the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, Drew, thanks so much for joining us on the MLS UK show. I really appreciate it. It's great to see uh, that a fellow Brit, a fellow Englishman, is doing so well in MLS. Uh, personally, I'm an Atlanta fan, so I don't wish you too much luck, but I do wish you all the luck going into the rest of the season. Um, thanks for joining us. Cheers, Henry. The MLS UK Show. So there we go. That was my chat with Drew Yearwood of the New York Red Bulls. A massive thank you to Drew and also New York Red Bulls for helping organise that and Drew for giving us his time. We really do appreciate it. If you enjoyed the episode, if you enjoyed the chat, you can listen back to all of our interviews so far this month as well as in previous months as well. Uh, don't forget, earlier this season we spoke to Liam Ridgewell and Ian Joy, uh, which were great chats. We really learned so much, of, not only about them, but about MLS as well. Uh, that was around June time whilst I was on my honeymoon. So, uh, yeah, we've, uh, we've managed to fill both my honeymoon and Elliot's honeymoon this year with some great interviews. So if you listen on your podcast provider, you can check them out. Please subscribe. Please leave us a rating and a review as well. But if you are going to rate us, there's one rule and one rule only. Five stars. LA Galaxy style, that's what we're after. If you're watching on YouTube, please also like the video, subscribe to the channel and click the notifications bell as well because that really helps us out. So that's not it for our month of interviews. We will be back, me and Elliot, very, very soon. But before we are, and now Elliot has returned from his honeymoon, so I thought, wait, we can't have him just you know, rest even more until the first episode. We need to get him back to work. So we were kindly offered an interview with Philadelphia Union's Jack Elliott. Now, if you don't know that Elliot, our Elliot, Elliot Holman, his middle name is Jack. So it will be Elliot Jack interviewing Jack Elliott. 
Can't wait to hear what happens there. Can't wait to hear how many times that Elliot points that out to Jack, but also so we can learn about Philadelphia Union and his life in the US as well. So stay tuned for that. We'll be posting it on our socials at MLS UK Show when it is released. But if you subscribe to us on both YouTube and your podcast provider, you'll know anyway. For now, thanks very much for watching this episode. Thanks again to Drew Yearwood. And all I've got to say from Spain is adios. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.